It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Start off with some DMs today. Let's do it. Okay. This one came in the other day from Jennifer. And Jennifer, I'm sorry. Instagram just still sends some messages to the the hidden area that you got to go looking for them. So mm-hmm. I didn't see this right away. But she says, I wanted to send you a quick message after listening to today's podcast. I'm a 46-year-old woman. I have never heard of a woman using electric toothbrushes to get off. I laughed my ass off when I heard that. You mentioned that some people may be too afraid to go into an adult novelty store to purchase a vibrator. Well, they sell them online. I'm confident enough to go to the store to buy one, but I got a great one on Amazon after I read the reviews online. It's called... Tracy's dog. It's about sixty-five bucks. What, that's the and name it's the, of the vibrator. It's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, Tracy's dog. Are you near a computer? Can you browse? Oh, Tracy's dog at the company on the company Wi-Fi. You Hang do on, it. You're I'll at home. It. You do it. Let me see. Let me see. Tracy's what the, dog. Clitoral sucking vibrator. Oh, Tracy's my God. dog. That was too much. Those oh my to- God. Oh, wow. Okay, so it looks a little like a Wii vibe, but it's got like a little hole insert here where I assume that goes, I guess the bottom part goes in and the top part goes on top. And I guess, oh, it sucks a clip. Really? That's what it says here. Huh. Let me see some of the reviews. Wow. 878 ratings and it's got a 4.2 out of 5. Wow. Oh, three questions asked. (laughs) All right, let's go to the questions. When cleaning, should I avoid getting water in the suction area? Answer, nope, watertight, just clean it well. Question number two, do you insert this as well? Answer, yes. What kind of a device would it be if you couldn't? Right. Question three, I have a lot of trouble orgasming without a partner, meaning it cannot happen. Should I invest in this gadget to try? First off, okay, we'll come back to that. Uh, Worth a shot. There are cheaper versions that have the C-sucking feature. Maybe try one first and see if that works for you. My girlfriend loves this one. Seems like a really good quality. Seems like really good quality for the price. Mm, What is the price? Did you say? Yeah, 65 bucks. 65, okay. 65 bucks. There you go. Cat, that hole there on the top, it's a little intimidating. It's really too bad you can't look this up at work, um, uh, but I totally understand the I, predicament. You know what? Your description of it is, is just all I need. Here. You know what? I kind of want to catch your reaction. I'm going to take a picture of my screen and text it to you because Cat and I are still distanced because you fuckers won't wear a mask. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to get back in the studio together, but if you don't wash your damn hands, we can't do that. There's only so much we can do. Uh, okay, yeah, I've got this Tracy's here. Wow, I didn't even know that this toy existed. Who named it is what I want to know. And and if there's a dog that, that whose owner's name is Tracy, they're like, oh, fuck you. Mm. Yeah, the dog's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, but you name me, me after a Viber? That's rude. Yeah, Le- leave me out of your sick whatever shit it is you do under the covers when the lights go off. Leave me out of that. I just want to sleep at the end of the bed. Piss off. Uh, private package vibrator oh, will be God. shipped to you with discreet package. No one knows what you get. Uh, no responsibility. Ninety day money back or replacement. Please contact Who's us first if you have any questions. No, which who? What company is like? Hey, oh, you're, it didn't work for you. Great, just ship that right back to us. You just ship back that old stinky piece of garbage, and we'll <laughs> collect it here. You're not doing that. No. 
I don't like this one. It doesn't fit. Well, sorry. <laughs> That's not our problem if it doesn't fit. That's one thing that we can't do. You realize uh, that the- now that you look that up, by the way, you're going to get ads galore for vibrators, right? No, oh, I know. It's going to be a great weekend for my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> have a few <laughs> drinks and do a little online shopping. Uh, okay, let's go back to this question that was asked, though. I have a lot of trouble orgasming without a partner, meaning it cannot happen. Has this woman tried masturbation? Because I'm not sure that she has. Uh, or maybe, maybe you didn't do it right. Yeah, maybe not. And, and, and the partner might, it might have ne- not had a lot of experience either. Well, she says she needs a partner to orgasm. Isn't it usually the other way around? No problem solo. It's just the partner comes in and fucks it all up. She needs Tracy's dog in her life. That's exactly what she needs. Well, it's funny, right? Because she's so skeptical. Um, I have a lot of trouble. Should I invest in this gadget to try? I have a feeling you're going to kick yourself for not doing this sooner once (laughs) you get it. (laughs) shit. I've never heard of the vibration system. How does that work? Well, fuck it. Strap yourself in there, kid. (laughs) Have you been on an island for the last century? You didn't realize that that kind of stimulation, a lot of women tend to like it. You didn't know that? Really? You're just hanging around all the time waiting for Dick. I, I, okay, you can. It's just. I'm just waiting for Dick to knock on my door. I'm just. I'm waiting and waiting. <laughs> Nothing. You know what this is? That's me tapping it on the desk. It's coming. Uh, okay. A couple of, <laughs> should we get to the other messages? Yeah, sure. I've got, uh, I got one from Peter. Uh, if we can dive into the mask, the mask wearing podcast. Um, Peter says, I was listening to your podcast from July 13th and you touched on masks and wondered if, uh, about people being asthmatic. I'm an Uber driver and I have to enforce the mandate from Uber for wearing masks. One time I went to pick up a passenger and she did not have one on. I asked her, do you have a mask? She replied, I can't wear one. I'm asthmatic. Correct me if I'm wrong, but asthma attacks are caused by certain triggers that you breathe in. No, wouldn't a mask help with this? Uh, that's, again, from Peter. So I can't, I don't know. I'm not a medical expert, so and I definitely don't know anything about asthma. I really do not. But I do know that people who have had a lot of breathing problems have said that it's fine with the right masks. It's totally doable. And there is no, although there are people, I think, who are exempt. I know those exemption cards are bullshit that have been circulating around. Who went to that much effort to get those made, by the way? I, it's dumb. And what, it are they seems, selling them? Uh, yes, I think I think that's exactly what it does. It was one person that produced the cards to sell them, you know, under the table kind of thing to people. But there, there are people being exempt, exempt, right? Because even when we chatted with uh, Kitchener's mayor, which we do every week, Barry Verbanovic, he had mentioned when we talked about masking that, you know, just be, you know, if someone says that they are exempt, just take their word for it. So what exactly, who are those people? Great question. Who are those people? Who are those people? I, I genuinely am asking. Like, so if that's you, if you're like, I cannot wear a mask and here's why, let me know. I have a good friend who has to wear a mask all day long. She's in the medical field and she reacts really poorly, but she still wears her mask. Good for her. But like she breaks out completely. She's got red patches. It's brutal because she has to wear this eight to 10 hours a day. Man. So I know it sucks, but she's sucking it up. I don't know what it's like for people with medical issues. I'm sure there's some that are exempt. I'm just not sure how that works. But the main thing is you do have to, <laughs> it's hard because you have to, if you're an Uber driver, for example, you have to figure out what's best for you in that moment, I suppose. And Peter probably was stuck in that, uh, okay, I don't want to be rude and I don't want to be insensitive, but I also know that Uber's policy is you wear a damn mask. So I don't know how that ended up working out. Maybe, Peter, you can let me know if you just let her ride without a mask on. Curious, but... Mm. You can get in a lot of trouble for that as a driver if you let somebody in your car and you don't have a mask. That's, that's what I figured. 
As far as I know, you can face like sanctions yeah. because of that. So, uh, hey, uh, it would be so nice if everybody who's able to would just wear the damn mask. Yeah. I don't like it either. I think it sucks. I think they look stupid. I hate it. Hate, hate, hate wearing a mask. But I do it because that's what's being asked of us. And while I think they should have done this a long time ago, and I think that uh, Dr. Teresa Tam there did an incredible disservice by saying, no, they won't help and blah, blah, blah. That just added to all of this confusion. Now, I do think that it was probably always good advice that we should have been wearing a mask, and we probably should. And if we all would, it'd be a lot easier to be more understanding of the people who legitimately can't. And unfortunately, they're getting put in a shitty situation where people are looking at them funny, and they think they're, oh, well, you must be a Trump supporter because you're not wearing a mask. It's really not like that. They legitimately can't. But they get lumped in with people who are just plain being defiant. And the conspiracy theorists, and that's the problem. Right. By the way, some of the conspiracy theories about masks are really dumb. Well, I don't want the government uh, tracking me. Pretty sure that mask that got sewn together by somebody with a side hustle on Etsy isn't giving your information to the government. I don't think they implanted a microchip or something like that in it, but you're supposed to wash it daily anyway. So if you really are afraid that there's a microchip in it, uh, don't worry. Just run it through the wash like you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. A uh, couple more DMs here. Guys, I was laughing so hard this morning at the podcast about the hot dogs at the strip club that I almost missed my exit for work. Well, we're really sorry about that, Kaylee. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you didn't lose your job. The hot dogs and peas. That is <laughs> there's the classiest thing I've ever heard. Kat, it was disturbing, to say the least. Absolutely disturbing. Uh, Scott, love your take on baseball returning to Toronto this year. That is from ah, Justin. Okay, I would, yeah, I would like to know your take too. And we did touch on it a bit this morning on our radio show. But I'll, I'll before you give your take on it, I'm going to read a couple of comments that we got in on the Facebook page. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Joseph says, "Here comes the spike." Uh, oh, fuck off with that stuff. <laughs> fuck off. That's uh, never happened. You, got, you guys got to stop that shit. We're going to stage three today in Ontario. Stage three for most of Ontario. I know Toronto, Hamilton, Niagara, and Windsor, Essex are not included. But think back to when we announced some reopening. Stage one. People were like, oh, shit, no. Stage two. Oh, no, no, no. Second wave. Where are you people now? Because the numbers have not done anything but go down. Less, 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 less every single day. People are worried about it, though, because and, and let's be honest, if they're staying in their bubble and, and keep in mind, and Adam points out as well on the page, you need to look at the protocol for the people who are automatically judging. Take a look at their protocol. Um, the MLB is making players and staff get tested every other day. If players and staff want, they can get tested daily. Um, so, sure, some people can can be worried about a spike. And I understand that people just have that fear because all it takes is a few people to get infiltrated outside of their bubble, right, into the world. And yeah, that could cause a, a little spike. And with all those little things combined, it could cause a spike, most definitely. But the protocols that are going to be in place if this happens, and by the way, it still needs federal approval, uh, but if this happens, it should at least be contained inside that bubble. That is the purpose of of of. I, the whole thing really is to make sure that it's all contained. So what do you think about it? Well, let's just keep in mind, this is billionaires asking millionaires to take a risk for two months, 60 games. Uh, I think it's an unnecessary risk. Personally, I don't think we needed sports to be back that badly. I don't see how having a, 
uh, a shortened baseball season is helping our economy in any way, but it does put some potential risk out there for the players, their families, the hotel staff that have got to clean up after them, the employees that have to work at the stadiums, and for the healthcare professionals if, God forbid, a bunch of people get sick. Having said that, I understand that people who do still have to stay home, and we are still, believe it or not, being asked to stay home wherever possible, need a distraction. And if that distraction is baseball, if that's what keeps you from going out and gathering with a bunch of people unmasked and and not washing your hands, then great. It's probably worth it. But um, I, I don't understand why baseball can't do what hockey and basketball did. Bring all the players to one spot. Oh, and I'll also mention the um, Premier Lacrosse League, PLL. They start up this week. They're doing a two-week season, jamming a whole tournament in that'll be televised over the course of a couple of weeks. And they're doing that in Utah, which is fairly safe right now. Um, Bring everybody into one place. Bubble everybody down. The Jays flying to New York to play the Yankees or the Marlins flying to Toronto. And I don't care if they're going stadium to the bus, to the plane, to another bus, to the hotel, to another bus, to the stadium. They say there's going to be really no risk of infecting anybody else. And that's why the government approved it. But I I still just see that bubble getting compromised somehow. All it takes is one guy to say, oh, hey, before I jump on the bus, I'm going to run into that Starbucks over there and grab myself a coffee. I've traveled with pro sports teams. I've seen it happen a dozen times. There's a lot of different reasons. You may stray away from the group, and that's what worries me. Or you see some hottie waiting outside the hotel, and you think, okay, nobody's looking. Come. <laughs> how much time we got? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's how shit gets compromised. And I, I it kind of feels like a ticking time bomb. But I think it's their ticking time bomb. I don't think us as the general public needs to worry about catching coronavirus from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I really don't think it's a big deal for us. I just think that for them, it's an unnecessary risk. And it's a horrible message to send. It's terrible that the border's closed and there are those people that uh, would like to be able to to go back and forth over the border. Uh, Some places are safe. Some people have real estate and family south of the border. They'd like to safely go down there and visit and then come back and, and stuff like that. You can't do that. But if you're a millionaire and you play baseball, or you play basketball or hockey, you can do it. And that's a bad message to send. Border's closed. Unless you got the right amount of money. Like, I'm surprised we're not charging cover at the border. You know, it'll be, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you want to come in? 100 grand per person. We'll call it insurance in case you get sick and need to clog up one of our ICU beds and take up one of our ventilators. And then take that 100 grand, divvy it up amongst the essential workers, add it to the pandemic pay. What's so wrong with that idea? And you know what? Another thing. Sorry, I'm off on a tear here. One <laughs> Go more for point. it. You bring it. Go. One more point. When it comes to baseball, you know baseball's making a ridiculous amount of money. Just a shit ton. The NBA, they saved money. Hockey, they save money. Everybody flies once to Orlando or flies once to Toronto or Edmonton, and then they get their flight home. That's it. Why would baseball teams want to be traveling from city to city to city to city? All those hotel nights, all those flights for all those people to play in front of nobody. The baseball TV contract must be ridiculous if they can afford to do that with zero butts in seats. I got to think it's crazy Mm -hmm. because uh, they're certainly spending a lot more money than they needed to when they could have just played the whole season in one area that has enough baseball stadiums. And by the way, you don't even need a stadium. 
The Jays very easily could have played at Bison Stadium down in Buffalo. There's no need for them to be at Rogers Center because it doesn't matter if you're in a stadium that holds 5,000 or 50,000. You can't put anybody in there anyway. All you need is a baseball diamond. They could have played it at the fucking park. Wouldn't that be great? Let's just go to a park and play. Just go to a random, just a random park. Yeah, like just total beer league. Let's just play beer league and televise it this season with pro players. That actually might get me a little more excited about watching this season. People will always find a way to piss on stuff, though. They'll still be upset. There'll be some kind of a reason to be upset about it, right? Oh, kids could be playing in that in between. You got to make sure, you know, you know, you know how people are. Yeah, I guess I know how people are. I shouldn't have forgotten how people are. Don't forget. I guess. Whatever. Um, Okay, so we'll move on to a couple other things here. Uh, Joe Exotic is back. How? Isn't this guy doing time? He's in jail, (laughs) right? No, 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 no. He's not back. So, yes, you're absolutely right. He's in prison. He's in prison. He was convicted of plotting to kill Carol Baskin. Sorry for spoiling the ending of Tiger King, but now you know. So... This takes us back, actually. There was a couple of camera crews that were in and out of Joe Exotic's zoo in Oklahoma, which now belongs to Carol Baskin. What a world we live in. But anyway, at the time, Animal Planet was brought in to shoot something, and it was going to be called uh, Wild... I have it here somewhere. Whatever. It was going to be called Wild Something. And it was just a behind-the-scenes of this zoo. So they still have a ton of footage from this, and obviously in realizing how much money Netflix has made, basically, off of Tiger King and off of Joe Exotic, Exotic, they decided to put out their own special. So it's called Surviving Joe Exotic, and it's going to air on Animal Planet. And it was all filmed, obviously, before he was arrested on those murder for hire charges. So it's just about him in the zoo, and there's a full trailer. If you want to check it out, it's on our website, scottandcat.ca, if you want to see it. Okay. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be 15 minutes. 15 minutes of fame, and then you're done. Y- you're done, Joe. This whole Tiger King thing, they're dragging this thing out like Weekend at Bernie's. Like, that horse is dead. Stop hitting it. I don't know why we keep trying to find well, new ways to get people interested in Tiger King again. It's phenomenal, though, because it really has, like I mentioned, like Carol Baskin now owns that zoo. That zoo that was owned by the man that hates her guts, that hated her so much he wanted her killed. And now she, now she owns it. Because of obviously the backstory is long, and if you are interested, just watch Tiger King, and you'll see the full all of the details of the story. But it's it's amazing to me that yes, absolutely, it still gets talked about. Carol Baskin's one of the most popular on uh, what cameo still one of the most a personalized video from Carol Baskin. She is so busy. She does the live Zoom, and she also does the cameo videos, and she is one of the most popular person on that website. I don't understand it, Kat, personally. Uh, A couple follow-ups on some stories that we talked about earlier this week in After 9. A new report claims Megan the Stallion was actually shot intentionally and by Tory Lanez for the dumbest reason. He was with her and didn't want her to leave. Is that right? So, okay, so I should preface this by saying this is one of the sources, but but they ended up publishing it over at the New York Post. So apparently... The shots were fired. This is where it gets interesting because the shots were fired from within the vehicle while she was outside. They claim she was trying to leave. So he, I assume, was inside the vehicle. This is according to the report. We have to say that, that she was trying to leave and he shot her in the foot. And I'm guessing at that point she got back in the car because when he was pulled over, she was in the car. What Does that in make the sense? shit is that? I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. No, don't go. No, no, I'm leaving. No, so, please don't go. Well, the, I'm out of here. And then Boom. Th- yeah. 
there's questions because, and by the way, there was another woman in the car, which I don't even know who this other woman is, but where is she at? Where are you at? You're a witness to whatever happened. The police know this happened, by the way. The source also claims that there's video of this, Scott. No, really? Yeah, they all, that's what they're claiming is that there's video of this incident and that it is in the police hands and the police are investigating. But if that was true and there's video of Tory Lane shooting her in the foot in, in the vehicle, okay, maybe it was by the other girl's cell phone. I don't really know where it came from. I'm guessing it would be cell video because who would be randomly recording a car pulled over in Hollywood Hills? At four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So my best guess is this was being filmed by either Megan or the other passenger in the vehicle. Something happened. Megan wanted out of the car. Let me out. So he obviously at some point did stop the vehicle. She tried to get out. The argument heated up. This is my best guess. He shot her in the foot in order to stop her, but didn't want to fatally shoot her. I swear I've seen this in like a Yosemite <laughs> Sam commercial. You ain't leaving. You ain't going anywhere, partner. Boom. And I just what I want is. Okay, what bugs me is that Megan the Stallion went out of her way to correct the story from TMZ, which, as we told you guys, was initially that she cut her foot on glass and was taken to hospital. That wasn't true. And she came out on her Instagram, it's still there if you want to see it, with a statement saying, that's not true. I got shot in the foot. I was a victim, she says, of a crime. I was targeted in this crime. So she does not seem Tory in it, though, only that it was someone trying to harm her. But Tori's remained silent on it. So if now there's this rumor that Tori was the one that shot Megan, where are you at? If you want to defend Tori, you would have defended him by now because this story came out yesterday. So you don't want to defend him, which makes me think Tori 100% shot her in the foot. Huh. And if you are Tori, my guess is cops are already at your door or you've, you're already there. You're already in police custody and the story hasn't broke yet. But you know there's going to be more to the story. That's messed up. Like, dude, you intentionally shot somebody? Because they wanted to leave? So you thought it was a good idea to shoot him in the foot? Like, what did you think was going to happen here? Were you, like, just trying to scare her and accidentally hit her in the foot? Are you that bad a shot? What is going on? Oh, there's a, if this is a true story, okay? So if this ends up being true, Monday we're talking about it. You know this is a person who has a lot of problems, who has possessive controlling behavior, and which is just a shame because he's... I would still call... I know he's been around for a long time, Tory Lanez, but really he's an up-and-coming artist. He, he's done stuff with Drake. He's from Brampton, for those that don't know. He's, you know, he's a local kid, and he has some good music, and, and it looked like he had a bright future ahead. Why do these people go and fuck it up by doing stupid shit sometimes? It's so frustrating, Kat. I don't understand that at all. Wow. Um, Instagram is getting ready to swoop in. They're getting ready to make a big change. Oh, yeah? Well, there's a lot of pressure on TikTok because the U.S. government has suggested that TikTok might not be that safe because of security concerns, because it's owned by a Chinese company. Some people say that Chinese company is actually owned by the Chinese government. So why exactly does, does TikTok want to be so badly in North America? It could just be that they'd like to be the global app that people make those short videos on. Mm hmm. Or maybe they've got another plan once they get enough people signed up. So now Instagram has Mm. announced that Reels 
will launch next month in there America. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, when TikTok came out, it was fine. People were using it. For me, I'm skeptical about these new platforms when they come out. I want to see if they go somewhere. I, don't, I remember a time when everybody was insisting, Snapchat. Snapchat is going to, it'll kick Instagram right out of the app store. Nobody's going to be using any other social media except for Snapchat because it is all in one. Uh, Snapchat was hot for a while, but it seemed to have died off a little bit. I think Instagram has more or less survived the test of time. And then TikTok came along, and I thought, I find the videos on there really irritating, but I understand how easy it is to get sucked into watching these videos yes. nonstop. Yes, the formula that they came up with that they came up with for TikTok is the brilliant one. It's you're not in control, basically, unless you exit the app completely. Otherwise, they're going to play video after video after video and you get sucked into it. Absolutely. They say Instagram Reels has a number of similarities with TikTok. Most notably, you're able to create and share 15 second clips that feature a wide range of music. Reels users are also able to lift and edit audio from other videos. Oh, okay. Keep in mind, though, that as much as you might be skeptical about TikTok because it's owned by the Chinese government, Instagram is owned by Facebook, and Facebook comes with a whole other set of issues. And they seem to have a monopoly on this sort of stuff. I mean, what do they have? Uh, they've got Facebook. They've got Instagram. Well, it's a whole bunch Instagram of stuff. are two of the biggest ones out there. And yes, they own a lot of other smaller ones. When I say smaller, they still bring in millions on the side. Sure. Yeah. In fact, when you launch the Facebook app now on your phone, right at the bottom of the screen, it's got a list of all the different companies that they own. And it's a lot of companies. Like mm -hmm. you're going to recognize every single one of those logos that they put up very, very small right on the bottom. It's going to launch next month. They say they have tested it in Brazil. They were amazed at the creativity that people were able to create with the Reels app. If you want to get it, hopefully it's just built right into the app because I don't need another app that does another thing. Maybe I'd watch TikTok more if I could just open that, uh, open the Instagram app and TikTok shit showed up. Another app to do real stuff. That would be frustrating. Uh, what else can we tell you here today? Oh, did you watch any of the Wii testimony yesterday? I did not. Tell me about it. <laughs> I did. So, yeah, tell me, tell me like the Cole's notes because no, I missed it, but I am curious about this. Okay. So. The federal youth minister is Bardish Chagger. She was one of the people who had to testify. And because she's the youth minister, technically this youth volunteering program falls under her. And they asked her yesterday if the prime minister's office tried to influence her to go with we or if the finance minister's office did. And keep in mind, the prime minister, he's got some ties to we. He's spoken for them before. His wife has been paid to speak by we, so has his mother and his brother. We found out yesterday we actually owned millions and millions of dollars worth of real estate. Huh. A lot of it in Canada. And then we found out Bill Morneau, our finance minister, his kid worked for we. It's a big problem. Oh, no. So this is one of the things, you know, I don't think people I don't know if there's a lot of strategy being discussed around the liberal war room. And there really should be a war room at this point because you've got to be prepared to go to an election at any time. And, you know, the opposition is getting ready for it. I mean, the conservatives are a month away from appointing a new leader. And then it's game on for anybody who wants to fight. And I don't think Jugmeet Singh would say no to an election right now anyway. They're doing pretty well in the fundraising. So Chagger said that no, 
She personally, and this is the asterisk, she personally did not have any conversations with the prime minister's office or the finance minister's office. She says this was recommended by the public service. The problem now is the public service can't seem to figure out who it was that recommended it. It's a game of hot potato. Oh, oh we didn't great. do it. They did it. They did it. And, no, no, and that, that's exact, that office did it. And that's exactly what they would want, too, whoever's guilty, because then you can't really figure it out, right? Yep. So we would have been tasked with landing 40,000 student volunteer programs. You know how much that was going to pay them over the summer? So uh, let's say June, July, August. Do you know how much they were going to get paid millions? to run that program? Millions. $43 million Jeez. to do it. Jeez, come on. Where else can you okay. make $43, $43 million in three months? That's messed up. And then, okay, I think everybody knows, I happen to like Christian Freeland. And don't at me with your George Soros shit. I don't care. I like Christia Freeland. I think she's a genuine woman, and she is our deputy prime minister, and I think she'd make a fine prime minister if Justin Trudeau steps down. We talked about this last week. Cat, mm-hmm. I'm shocked. It happened again. Another female cabinet minister is going to have to take the fall for Justin Trudeau. Yesterday, Christia Freeland said, uh, well, I accept responsibility for this. Uh, I was at the cabinet table, and I should have known that there was a conflict of interest. What? Why would you say that? <laughs> Even if it's true, don't admit it. Uh, Shit. Now I got to not like you. Well, it's not that I don't like her. I just think it was a dumb thing to actually admit that yesterday. But it's a politician being honest. Can we give her that? I mean, well, isn't that she, what you look for? Isn't that what you want? She did it. Okay, so it's one thing to make a mistake and accept responsibility for it. This was a flat out blunder. And they all knew. They all say they knew that the prime minister had ties to we. It's not clear if they knew the finance minister had ties to we or how embedded we was in this whole situation. But we do know that we was lobbying for this since April. They had as soon as the government went to we and said, do you guys have a plan? Yep, it's right here. We'll send it to you. We'll email it to you right now. Okay, so this has been in the works for a while. It's really starting to stink, this whole story, Mm -hmm. that uh, this is something that they wanted for a long time. And then for people to say, oh, I didn't didn't understand that there were ties. Well, now we know you did understand there were ties. And you still voted. Christian Freeland didn't need to recuse herself from that that decision but she certainly should have realized that this is bad and i don't know why she's admitting this now but she said the prime minister still has my full support okay i i don't know why you want to go down with the ship i mean there's a life raft right over there that's going to take you right to the prime minister's office all you have to do is shut up and keep doing a good job Hmm. And then she goes and says, no, no, I support the prime minister. I'm just as guilty as he was, basically. I don't know, man. I kind of there's something to be said for the loyalty. And it's not that I disagree with the fact that, yeah, maybe this will harm her in that voyage to the to the the office. But at the same time, I appreciate and respect a little bit, a lot of honesty and a little bit of loyalty there. Mm, Well, she's going to be loyal right to the end. Um you know, I, I thought, well, maybe she's going to be like another Jody Wilson-Raybould or, or a Jane Philpot or something like that. You know, like just an independent. I'm doing it my way. I have my integrity and I'm going to stick to it. And, and maybe she still will pull it out of the fire. But it kind of seems like she went to the dark side a little bit. What happened here is pretty bad as far as scandals are concerned. Pretty bad, especially considering it's the third time there's been a conflict of interest uh, uh, investigation with the integrity commissioner here. 
I don't know why she'd want to tie herself to that train instead of just say, staying back so that she can be clean if Trudeau actually falls on the sword. Now she's got dirt on her hands, too. It, the whole thing is, in my opinion, not very well thought through. But here we are. We'll wait and see what happens. We haven't even gotten to the actual investigation. This is just the Commons Finance Committee that's talking about it to any witnesses who are actually willing to come forward and talk. Uh, last thing, and then we'll wrap it up for the weekend. Nick Cannon is stepping away from a show for now. Well, yes. Yeah, so this is his own show, his radio show, his podcast, um, where he got himself in trouble initially with those anti-Semitic comments. And he, and he doesn't really downplay the fact that he said what he said. He, he later on apologized. He admitted that he needs a little education, and that's the reason why he's stepping down. Um, going back the other day, we know Viacom totally canned him from hosting Wild and Out. Like I mentioned in the, yesterday's podcast, that happened real quick. I don't think they liked him anyway. Uh, however, Fox is sticking with him. He's still going to be hosting The Masked Singer when and if they start back up in the fall. That's their plan. But in a series of tweets yesterday, he says he will now focus on educating himself, which by the way, is what everybody should be doing about everything at all times before running their mouth on too many issues. But anyway, he says that he will be strengthening the bond between black and Jewish cultures. That is what he aims to do. He did not want to offend his Jewish audience at all or all Jews for that matter, um, but he is open to learning more and he plans to take some time away from that to do that. I, I don't know how much money he made off of the podcast, to be honest with you. I know it had, did have a decent amount of subscribers to it and I don't know how long that leave will be, right? Making It makes sense anyway in the summertime for him to do it, I bet you, because I bet you his numbers aren't the same as they used to be anyway. I think this is one of those, I got to do something here. What can I do that will uh, be best for me especially financially to make sure I a keep my other jobs and b keep some money coming in so I, I don't see this being a long-term thing like he'll be back in September guaranteed did he apologize because he was made to apologize or told to apologize uh, and given an ultimatum or do you think he actually believes that apology uh, that he issued uh, it's odd because I want to say that I don't know how sorry he really is only because his first set of tweets after this had happened, after Viacom fired him, had zero apology in it. Zero public apology. It um, was when Fox said to him, uh, this whole Masked Singer show, you know, the big show on television yes. that you get paid a lot of money for. If you want to keep it, you better apologize. Well, that was when the apology came down. Totally possible, Scott. Totally possible. Because he did apparently, according to Fox, go out of his way to contact them immediately and say, look, and apologize to them, which makes you think some, uh, that he did apologize to Viacom. But like I said, Viacom didn't want any of it. But now he's taking time away from his podcast. Okay, sure, fine. And if he truly is working on educating himself, and that's good. Sometimes, I will give him credit on this, sometimes, not credit, but I, I, I understand that sometimes you're caught up in a moment when you're having a conversation with someone, like the person that he brought in, which has all, who, so someone who has a lot of theories, right? And they go down one path that not a lot of people are into. And then you get to conversing with those people and maybe you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And maybe he got a little too fired up and that's what happened there. But he does most definitely. Next time, if he does continue to cover these kinds of topics in a show, he should bring in someone from both sides, right? That's probably the fairest thing and kind of just act as a, mo as a moderator because if he wasn't even educated on it, he probably shouldn't have just gone along with it. Whatever this person said, it probably was not a good idea. 100%. Uh, everyone, Sunday is National Ice Cream Day. Do with that information whatever you would like. 
It's perfect. <laughs> it came ice- up on our radio show today. And for whatever reason, somebody brought up Tiger Tail. Yeah, Tiger Tail is a weird ice cream. And I'm not going to say it's terrible because I go back and forth between do I love this or hate this? I really don't know. If you've never had Tiger Tail, try it. It's like black licorice meets orange sherbet. It's weird. Can you do me a favor, though? Because in talking about this this morning, I learned something about you I didn't know. And we always learn things about each other all the time. This baffles me that you have never had a waffle cone. No. What is what? Why? It's it's the best. Waffle cones are better than anything else. You will not touch that other garbage that they call a cone that's made of God knows what. Once you have that waffle cone, it is delicious. Regular cone is just straight up sawdust formed together, yes, isn't it? Because that's what it's it tastes like. Good. It's not good. <laughs> and I get it if you're a bowl person. Some people are bowl people, bowl and spoon only. You don't necessarily like the ice cream cone, but you enjoy the ice cream. Fine. Especially in the summertime, in the heat, it's melty. You want to keep it in that bowl, keep it clean. I get it. But if you do a cone, always go waffle cone. You're paying more, and it's for a reason. It's for a good reason. It's worth every penny. I just didn't know really that they'd be good. I, I've seen them before. I just thought, eh, I like ice cream cones. So I'm going to have a cone. I never thought to try the waffle cone, but wow, people shit on me this morning over that. Wow. Including you, by the way, piled on. So uh, maybe I'll try it Sunday for National Ice Cream Day. Chocolate peanut butter is my favorite. Yours? <sighs> this is tough. I Usually I tend to go for, if I'm at DQ, I do the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough blizzard. Every time. Mm. And if I am at like a mom and pop shop, I like to try their vanilla because I feel like that says everything about the the shop is based on their vanilla for me. So that's usually my go to. I usually don't like things that are crunchy or hard in something that's supposed to be soft. But I do have a soft spot, pun intended, for pralines and cream. Another Uh, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and on that, now that you know what kind of ice cream we like, you know what to buy us for uh, Labor Day, everybody. Have a good one. (laughs) We will uh, catch you guys back here Monday morning with another edition of After 9. If you need more to listen to, go back and listen to the past episodes. We are now Season 3, Episode 61, I believe, which means that there are 260 other podcasts that you can go back and listen to. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.